One, two, a one, two, three, four. Brad and Ned at the 55. Brad and Ned at the 55. Who's at the 55? It's Brad and Ned! Alright, so another iteration of uh, they had the Ned and Brad singers on a second ago. As, as beautiful as as beautiful They're as ever. As awesome as they ever are, buddy. We're we're back at last. I know. I know it's it's been a long time. <laughs> I think this all this episode is gonna start out a little awkward. I've been thinking about it. Yep. I've been away a long time. This is kinda like when, when I came home from the war and I had my duffel bag <laughs> slung over my shoulder and you were standing at the gate in your summer dress with little Jimmy in your arm. It was and, a tender moment. I know, and little Jimmy said, Who's that, Ma? And you said, That's your pa, That's little your Jimmy. Pa. Yeah. He's come back from Yeah, he's Nazis. back from the war. Uh well, welcome back. Yeah, I hope you don't mind I put you in a dress in that day. It's you know Between the two of us you have the legs for it. it was, so, it was uh, the most natural fit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, welcome back. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I feel uh, purged and cleansed and uh, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, geez. We've, so we had a two-week break. We yep. both had some work uh, stuff. We actually might no, surprise no. people, but this isn't our actual jobs. It isn't. <laughs> according, according to the website, I was recovering from an intestinal infection. Oh, I have in you the, posted yes, that yes, up already? Yes. I was, Ned I was had this, an intestinal infection. <laughs> I was in the sub basement of a of a Franciscan uh, monastery, uh, being tended by the uh, by right. the monks. Well, you yeah. don't look uh, you don't look any worse for wear. No, it, it was good. It was good. good. But Seemed but I have to say well. the the cell reception in the sub basement of the monastery Horrible. was was sketchy. Um, well, they're not big cell people. They're not, and no, they didn't have the cable. Monks. So yeah, luckily, as far as I can tell. In the entire time I was away, there was only one CFL game, so I guess I didn't miss much. Yeah, so you're right. There really was only one CFL game. However... Was it a good one? That's a good question, and I think we'll tackle that today. So, obviously, we're talking about the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup, which I saw nothing of. (laughs) Well, I was fortunate to attend the Grey Cup, but not only to attend the Grey Cup, to attend... Many of the Grey Cup festivities over the weekend. All right, so before we get to the game, let's start with the festivities. Did you make it to the Atlantic Schooners I did. kitchen party? I did. And? Amazing. Really? Amazing. Are you just saying that to... to... No, no, no. This was... So, uh, to kind of give our listeners kind of a backdrop, uh, Ottawa hosting the Grey Cup, you know, games at Lansdowne, and there's a Lansdowne complex there. Uh, where there's different uh, pavilions and, and it's like the halls. Kennedy compound. Shh, I'm going to assume <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, and uh, with all that in place, there was you know different uh, teams had different things set up for parties at each of their locations. So so, was, so where were where were they located? Like along the where so, so those, who know, well the biggest down, one was the, uh, the driveway. So the biggest areas. one was Our Nation, which was the Red Blocks party, right? And that was in the pavilion. Okay. So they had concerts in there, and which and is quite a large building. It's huge, yeah. yeah. And then just off to the side, I forget the name of the building, but it's the one just down a bit. It's also quite sizable. That was the second largest party, and that was the Ryderville. Okay. The Scotch and Rough Rider Party, which was was quite impressive. And then uh, there was... Uh, so two teams that weren't in the game. In had the game the best, had the uh, two biggest parties. Yeah. And then the Stampeder's House uh, was there as well. Where was that located? It was uh, like in in the Lansdowne complex okay. area. Okay, like in a tent or... It was in, <laughs> it was in a small... No, it was in a bar. It was in one of the bars. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so they hosted it there. I think that's better. I think. Yeah, that's... there was different parties. Uh, different teams had parties in just bars. Uh, so teams that probably have like less fans showing up Montreal, for instance, yeah. things like this. But yeah, our nation and Ryderville were were really quite substantial and really good. 
Went to the, uh, with the intent of going to both Our Nation and Ryderville. Went to Ryderville first. Also sort of to give some backdrop to the weekend. Attended the the biggest disappointment of the weekend. Yeah. The CFL Hall of Fame uh, museum display. Two old people didn't get into a fight. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's no. What I want from. But all. there wasn't even that. It was actually a bit light. They advertised it as like an event. Yeah. So it was in the concourse area of the Lansdowne Stadium. It was really like some old cleats and somebody's jockstrap. Oh, like, there that's really nice. wasn't yeah. much there. Yeah. Like there was pretty. I guess the question is who's jockstrap. Uh, I don't even remember. Oh, okay, there yeah, you go. It wasn't a memorable jockstrap. It looked it yeah, looked moldy. Yeah. So jockstraps I have game seen. Game worn jockstrap. Yeah, yeah, signed. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, so yeah, not impressed with that. But you know, good turnout from fans over the weekend at the outdoor events. How was it? Because the last I saw, the closest I got to the Grey Cup was being in Lansdowne Complex, the the compound. Yeah. The Friday morning yeah. before to go to winners. Yeah. And it was and pretty Spartan. Or was it was it pretty busy? sparse. Yeah. yeah. So there were, there were... I was there Thursday night. It was very Spartan Thursday night. The Our Nation party was going, but that's it. Yeah. Like there, I, there were some old people with like still oversized beer... novelty cowboy yeah. hats that I assume had cameras inside <laughs> them. They were, they were checking <laughs> on the customer the service. Flowers by yeah. Irene. <laughs> yeah. uh, so outside of, uh, so I went Thursday night as well. There was next to nobody there, uh, which was disappointing. Friday night, a, f- a friend of mine had gone to the R Nation party and a few different things. Friday night, apparently, it was starting to get big. By Saturday afternoon, it was packed. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm really glad yeah, to hear it. It was packed, like all day. I went down during the day, uh, took in some of the events, uh, some of the concerts. It was great. It was well attended. Everyone's in their respective CFL gear, whatever yeah. team they are for. Uh, saw a uh, Baltimore. Stallions. Oh my god, are you serious? Dead serious. Uh, well, went up and talked to them. I yeah. wish I, we had the oh, technological yeah. we, ability for we interviews. Need, we need some kind of contraction I, where you do. can record voices. We do. Because it was cool. Mm-hmm. So on the uh, road. cornered yeah. them for a moment. And uh, yeah, they confirmed that they were uh, both from Baltimore, uh, CFL fans, Stallion fans. Sad the team left the city, have gone yeah. come to every great cup. And they come Seriously? To, they do. They come to every great cup. They see the same people. Uh, from other teams that they and they arrange like yeah you're going to this great cup yeah and every year they come together and meet these fans from across Canada now if you can if you can find some Sacramento gold miner fans yeah there was no Sacramento gold miners fans and And I'm really having trouble ditching all that merchandise I bought on (laughs) on eBay I would kill for a Sacramento gold miners jersey. I don't think you'd have to kill. You'd have to find it. You have but to then I don't find think, it. I don't think the person would put up much of a fight. You readily, might have to readily giving it. Might away. Have to, you know, aggravated assault <laughs> for some. Maybe, yeah. but that's about the end of it. Uh, so yeah, really impressed with the attendance uh, through the Saturday. So Saturday night went to the Ryderville party. It was Wait. great. Yes, fire away, Ned. The Atlantic Schooners. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Okay, I thought. Yeah. I so thought went to the Ryderville party. Uh, so and we'll post these up on the on the on the Do website. I have photos of me with uh, Kevin Glenn, the Saskatchewan quarterback, and Brandon Bridge, their new star <laughs> young backup quarterback. Can... I know he and I are in conversation. Actually, it was quite fun. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, sometime late in the evening, we were going to go to the R Nation party. We decided, you know, let's see if this you Atlantic. And Kevin? Uh, me and Kevin. Yeah, me and our two friends of mine. Okay, uh, yeah. Serge and Randy, actually. So yeah. Shout out to Serge and Randy. Are they fans of the show? Friends of the show? Uh, Serge is. Okay, well, what the hell's Randy doing? Uh, Randy, if you can in. hear me. Well, if you can hear me, you've already tuned in. So, good so, work, Randy. Good work, Randy. Keep Otherwise, up the good work. 
Otherwise, uh, Serge, tell Randy to tune in. So okay. down we went to the uh, Atlantic Schooners party. So yes. at the 11th hour, we decided, let's go see this Atlantic Schooner party. Cab to a hotel in the downtown. So where was it? Because it was it so was at the Marriott, I think, or what? It was a downtown they hotel. They can afford the Marriott. It was in a big banquet hall. Like oh, a, it was gosh. quite sizable. Oh, okay, actually. so this isn't like some sort of novelty uh, no, underground was, event. It was a thing. Like it was big, and it was well. So we had gotten there uh, by the time they were like opening it up, and it didn't cost you money to get in. Yeah. So people were kind of coming and going freely, and the bands played one more set. Very classic, East Coasty, yeah. you know, kitchen party band. Uh, did did somebody say sociable? Oh yes, yeah, that came up. Yeah, that came up. Uh, there I was swear, still... I swear, the people at uh, Keith's made that up. Oh uh, yeah, Keith's beer at this one, uh, where there was no Keith's beer. Nobody ever said one. sociable in my entire <laughs> life. <I was laughs> you living. grew up there. Yeah. Uh, well attended though. It was packed, yeah. even yeah. at this late hour, and they had banners up. Like, you know, big, like, Atlantic Schooner banners, an Atlantic Schooner flag hanging with all the other CFL team yeah. flags. This impressed me more. Every Like, tons of people wearing Schooner jerseys. Wow. I asked for one. They sold out the first night. They had no a, kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it was impressive. And it impressed me because there's not even a goddamn team called the Schooners. Well, I, I have mixed feelings about this because, okay. I mean, it's nice to see that it it's you know a living community of people yes but i also thought it was my little joke you know the atlantic schooners ha ha they don't exist it's... and so i'm I, it's, it's bittersweet for me to know that you know it's not my thing anymore. i was amazed man my I little joke has grown amazed up. and impressed at the size yeah. of this party and what went into it it was really quite impressive uh next who, day who's oh, funding this uh, they have an association. They have a website. They have an association. They uh, fundraise. It's cost ten bucks. They had to get into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, they advanced think, sold a bunch of tickets. Well, if I'm going to keep making these jokes, I should join that association. I think you should. Yeah. So, yeah. So the sociable aspect of it, then day of Grey Cup, uh, bundled up, warm, went down. Uh, the outdoor uh, tailgate party was massive and really yeah. well attended. Yeah. Yeah. Packed. And then, um, but so packed that it was almost unusable. Like you couldn't, like you queuing up for hours for a beer or stuff like that. Oh yeah, okay. So now, uh, could you? Yeah, I guess you couldn't bring your own. I mean, no, you, you could. Physically, you searched you, you could. And they brought oh, they oh they physically. Yeah, well, oh, okay, yeah. packed down. Yeah, yeah. And then into the stadium uh, for the game. So my first thought at highly attended events, yeah, like this, especially when there's drinking and eating involved. What were the bathroom facilities like? Not as bad as you think. Oh, really? So okay. where we were sitting was uh, in the extra seating, which was in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, yeah the, the bleachers they yeah. put up, these metal bleachers. And But with that, you had access to the whole tailgate party area, which had emptied out, obviously, yeah. by the time the game started. So you started. could just go anywhere. But all these bath... Well, yeah, so you yeah. just drop your pants yeah, and give her, <laughs> give her in the middle yeah. of the city of Ottawa. Yeah. No, there was like 50, it's not 60... this kind of show. We're going... We're going... <laughs> So there's like 50, 60 portajons out there yeah. that all of a sudden no one's using. And all you have oh to do, my goodness, an embarrassment of portajons. <laughs> it was just my cup running yeah. over. So you ended up, for the effort of going down two flights of stairs, yeah. you had your choice of portable johns. It what was a paradise. So not bad. Not a paradise, so not as well equipped on the concession side of the... Yeah. Really? So because they make money the, off the concession. Well, this is the extra seating area, yeah. so you can't access the main stadium area. So they had to set up like portable concession stands. Oh, so you were, had to eat like garbage. Yeah, they like, weren't great. 
they weren't amazing. You didn't even they get were, pizza pizza, you just got... No, you got... Two for one pizza. Dogs, like, oh, that's that good. was really quite not good. Oh, I wonder if I get sued by two for one pizza. At any rate, yeah. yeah. They might that's end up coming being out. a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, broad blankets, thank goodness, because metal bleachers in the middle of winter. Oh, my God. So, yeah. for anyone who saw the game, who actually saw the game, you... Not amongst them. Um, it snowed a lot that day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it that's snowed cool. yeah. a lot. It was awesome. In fact, now they're already coining it the snowball. Oh, it was enough to actually get oh, a yeah. coinage. It was, an, it was a, an event for sure. Packed. Sold out. Everyone attended. Um, every, so great, all, great even, even all those Ottawa fans who were like, oh, I'm going to go. All, all went. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, we had a row of Hamilton fans in front of us that were just fantastic, uh, hilarious, Gr- uh, great uh, atmosphere, uh, good party atmosphere. Uh, everyone was bundled up warm, had blankets, uh, ski gear on, whatever. Everyone was getting into the snow yeah. and getting into the event. Uh, I had a great time, man. It was great. Uh, I will say, I did call the so Shania Twain halftime show. Ah, yes. And leading up to the halftime show, I said to the people I attended with, Shania Twain's going to come in on a dog sled. And Shania Twain came in on a dog sled. You can't call the I games, but told, you can I call, can call the halftime half shows. That's what I said. Yes, yeah. We yeah. found, we found, <laughs> found the one skill. thing I'm good yeah. at. Choreographed halftime shows. Yes. I, I, I hear you predicted the nip slip. With, oh, uh, I saw yeah. that coming about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the game. So you know the score? I was yes, uh, yes I do. Well, I know I know it was close and so so as I said the 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 internet connection in the sub basement of the of the monastery was spotty. I also forgot the show was on uh, or the uh, the, the game, the, was, the on. game was on. Yeah. And then I checked the score and Calgary had a a small lead or it was tied with yeah. very little time left. Yeah. Then I went in for another bout of colonic irrigation. Came out. And uh, and Toronto had won, so obviously yeah. something happened during. So it was an interesting game. So I and this has been sort of beaten to death, but I will not say, to me. Cause yeah, because you don't know a damn thing. So here's my take on the game. Yes, uh, take entertaining. Yes, incredibly entertaining football. Now game. usually, but when not, when when, yes. when we say entertaining on this show, we usually, we usually mean, mean it was a Yes, a festival of incompetence. So the weather was a, a considerable factor. Like, yeah. I don't think they had either team had the right cleats on at the start of the game. Yeah. yeah. Lots of slippage. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, Toronto had difficulty moving the ball. Their, all their offense was on one 90-yard touchdown pass, which was beautiful. A beautiful touchdown Are you pass. serious? They've... That was like half of their like of their offensive yards by halftime yeah. was like one pass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. In fact, it was almost half. 90 yards is a good pass. Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah. only had like 220 yards passing the whole game. So 90 of them were on one yeah. pass, which is really shows how bad their offense was that yeah. day. This game was lost by Calgary. That's what I had read. It was actually. not the bit won that I had by read Toronto. Was... Now, it was fun to watch Toronto win. It was fun to watch the underdog uh, beat. You know, the yes, favorite. Toronto. Yeah, uh, Toronto. That's we that's always a... feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, again, Calgary. Depending, yeah, on, now, depending on depending on oil prices, you yeah, know, it can, you can be feel the, bad the, for them. At least they have fans that show up to the game, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's true. three big moments of this game. This game boils down to three moments. 
the 90-yard touchdown pass by Toronto, which was amazing. Now, when did that occur? That happened in the first quarter. It was starting to look like a bit of a rout by Calgary. I think they had a touchdown and a field goal. I don't think Toronto put anything up. All of a sudden, they get this pass. Toronto's in the game. But really, the game was dominated by Calgary through the whole game. They weren't running away with it, but they were dominating the game. Yeah. Anything that was happening was happening mainly due to like fumbles or slips or what have you. We'll fast forward to four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Calgary's up by eight. They're at uh, Toronto's probably 12-yard line, let's say. It happened to be in the end zone that I was sitting in, so I had a very close-up yeah. of this. As they're down there, and they're like first and goal or first and 12, or um, uh, first and 10 at the 12, one of the two, I can't remember. I remember saying to my friends, because it was cold by this stage. The yeah. wind was caught up. We're enjoying it. I'm drinking straight bourbon to keep warm. We're having a good time. Where'd you get that? Uh, they had bourbon sales there, actually. No they did have hard liquor sales. Oh, that's nice. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, because beer. Well, that's going to get pricey, yeah, though. Minus 10. You yeah. Know, double bourbons all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't free. So, uh, mind you, you know, cold beer on that night just was not going to yeah. go down. Yeah, yeah, That did not stop a lot of people from drinking a shit ton of beer, but uh, anyways. So, I mean, I, I guess when you've got all this portage on, you're just supposed You might yeah. as well pee. Yeah. yeah. Ho, ho, ho. So... At any rate, we're, we're where we are. Uh, we can watch all this happening. Yeah. I told the people I was at, attended with, I was like, listen, Calgary's going to score here. Uh, they'll, up by, they'll be up by two touchdowns. Um, so let's go home. Yeah. Well, because, and like normally I would never leave a CFL game. Oh, I thought you three... were joking. No, I wasn't joking. Oh, okay. Because like we're, yes, we're, go- we're just. It was a great cup. <sighs> yeah, but. It was getting, like, cold. It was cold. Okay. And yes. Toronto, and I had seen nothing out of Toronto yeah. that really made me want to stick around and think that they were going to get two scores in four minutes. Yeah, okay. okay? Even with the crazy clock rules of the CFL under the three-minute warning, they were just not going to move the ball. They, were, they weren't going to get enough. Calgary was going to be able to respond. They weren't going to win. Right. Until a running play... Guy is, you know, hand the ball off, runs in, one yard out, fumbles the ball, and now a forced fumble. Like, not, he didn't drop it. Like, the Toronto player knocked it loose. If this was, like, earlier on, I could bring up these names, but we're two weeks later, so it doesn't matter. Fumbles the ball at the one, collected by Toronto, and ran back 109 yards (laughs) for a touchdown. So this was the longest single play in Grey Cup history. I should, yes, yeah. I should hope so. Because if that happened yards. like on a regular basis. 109 yeah. yards. Get the two-point conversion. So yeah. now they're tied. Yeah. Okay. Now they're tied. So I'm like, well, I guess we're sticking around. Um, Ray ends up getting the football back. Um, Toronto, Ricky Ray ends up getting the football back. Manages, or so Calgary, they stop Calgary on the next drive. Toronto gets the ball back on offense. A little anemic, like great specialty teams. Like they're putting good positions by their specialty teams. Not a lot of offense, but good enough. Get a field goal. Yeah. So we're at 27-24. Okay. There's like a minute left in the game. More than enough time for Ray. Yeah. Or not for Ray, sorry. For Mitchell. Yeah. For Bo Levi Mitchell. Obviously it looks like it's going to happen. Marches the team down the field. He's easily within field goal range. Here's the third event of the game. So we have yeah, okay. this a 90-yard touchdown pass. Yes. We have a fumble and a 109-yard return for a touchdown. Here's the killer. This is the classic, you lost this game. Yeah. You've got the field goal. 
The wind's yes, it's a cold night. The wind's behind you. You're gonna make this field goal. It's a 32 yard field goal or something like this. Yeah. You're gonna make it. But Mitchell has time on the clock, and so he wants to win this game. I appreciate that. Like right, so he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to score the field goal, and there's still to be time on the exactly. clock giving Toronto. He a wants to. Yeah. He doesn't even want to burn the clock because there wasn't even enough time to really burn it. He wants to win the game at this stage. He doesn't want to. Grind the clock down, kick the field goal, go to overtime. Oh, I see. Okay. He yeah. wants to put it in the end zone, and we're going to put a dagger in this for the night. Like, he's yeah. sick of this all night. Back this and ends forth. now. This ends now. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's the thing. This is the great cup. There's no other game next week. Okay? This is the end of it. Yeah. You're at the 20-yard line. The field goal's a gimme. This is top. where you pull Daryl Strawberry and put Homer in his magic yeah. bag. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I've had 12 home runs today. <laughs> No one could be prouder. <laughs> Hit the showers. Also so, not showing hustle, coach. Not show- That's right, Daryl. Ah, <laughs> uh, the nerf tonic. Uh, sometimes cause gigantism. I watched that episode the other day. There's a nerf tonic joke on my on the website. Oh, there well. is? Yeah, yeah, did yeah, it yeah. cause gigantism? Yeah, well, yeah. It was Ken Griffey yeah. Jr., I yeah. think, that had gigantism. So, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Mitchell, what you should be doing in this stage is is if you're going to try and win the game, win it conservatively. Because the one thing you can't do is turn the ball over. Okay, because then the game is over and the other team wins. Yeah, right. So, you know, an easy pass, a running play, a, a check down pass. Rouges won't win it for you. But I do have a Rouge Three Rouges joke. in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get inside yeah. like 20 yeah. seconds. What does he do? He throws across his body. So... He's right-handed, throws back across his body to the far end of the end zone into double coverage and gets picked off. Now, okay, is this... This is a game. This is the play that ends This is the game, yes, obviously. This is it, because now there's nine seconds left. Toronto has, like, they they can just kill that clock. Like, they can just take a knee and kill kill that clock. But whose decision was that? So that's a good question. So um, listening to the commentators uh, afterwards... That was the big topic. So that play, so if you're a quarterback, there's a series of options for you, okay? So you know the play that's going to be called, and you look through, you start reading your options, okay, on your play. And and this is the problem. This is why I think there is a flaw. Mitchell's a great, talented quarterback. He's too aggressive. He needs to hold back in instances like this and allow his team to win the game But but shouldn't there have been... Specialty teams like shouldn't the the kicker have been on? No, 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 not at this stage because okay, they're right. still on possession. They're still on offense. They still have. They've got more than enough time to. Oh, kick I see. The field okay, goal. so they could. Yes, they got more than enough time to get the field goal, okay. and they need it. They've got enough time to run one play. Okay, gotcha. so he wants to win the game on that play. Uh, oh, I, instead I, of just advancing the ball and yeah, sorry. Yeah. Now I call. so I understand that logic. I do get it, and there's nothing wrong with good aggression. It makes for exciting football, but you've got to be smart about it, like. A low risk play, a low risk throw, or a running play, or you just take a knee, something conservative, like something that, like, yeah, we'll try and end this, but we're not throwing anything yeah. risky here and giving up the ball. Why is it more? 
you had mentioned throwing across his body. Yeah, because if you're right-handed and you're throwing back across the opposite side, your natural throwing it, as all our friends on podcasts can see me make these motions. Yes, yeah. Is, so you've got to make the motions into the, the microphone, otherwise okay. people can't see. Yeah. So throwing, you've got to twist your body back and throw back in the opposite direction. Oh, I see. your okay. natural right. tendency is to throw. See, now that actually was clear watching you do that. Exactly, but, yes. but now it's not. It was like the sense. difference between an oblique and acute angle. Of the, of the, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So for, for all our geometrists, so. and then and then also this is so. But that play is on. Like that play is on because he's got a strong arm, so yeah. he can throw that ball no problem. The problem of that, if it's at one of your reads, if that's one of your reads, you're going through your reads, you're looking yeah. at that one, and it's double, double coverage. Okay, now that was and good. you're throwing yeah. into that. Yeah, there's no need of that. You have all the time in the world. You know, just run the ball yourself. Take the. Is knee. he a scrambly guy? He can run, yeah, yeah. But even then, I mean, he probably wasn't going to cover the 20 to get the touchdown. You know, cover 10. Give your kicker yeah. an easier field goal. Yeah, okay. And then you've got a chance to win it in overtime. Uh, no. Throws the pick. Maybe they were cold. Maybe it was it was kind of like you. Like, well, they were so, like, holy God, this is cold. <laughs> let's, let's get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, who wants to win the Grey Cup? Yeah, I've had, I've had a few two years in a, Two years in a row, yeah. we lose to an Eastern team with a crappier record than yeah. the worst team in the West. Yeah, no, that's, I don't think that was their plan. So who called that? I mean, obviously the offensive coordinator has those reads out there. It's yeah. up to Mitchell to make the decision on okay, where but so he it wants is on to him. go. It's not on the coach. It's no, not on, I don't think it's yeah. on the coordinator. It's on him. Yeah. And that's the game, my man. Hmm. That was it. So, great game. Exciting. Uh, fun. Classic CFL in that sense. But more of a, uh, yeah, more of a Calgary. Unlike last year's Great Cup, which we watched together. Yes. Yes. Where you had two good teams punching back and forth. Yeah. Like, active plays being made. Um, you know, it was really like, wow, this is, you know, no one, it's not a clown college. Yeah. To this one was more entertaining on that other side. Yeah, so this is this Close. is one good team and one team falling ass backwards into success. Literally, yes. Now, what does that say about the CFL if two years in a row you do have yeah. the worst team? Well, not the worst team. But, not the worst, but the, yeah, but the, the worst the, of the, the two less, coming the back. The less good team. Well, I think uh, it shows that, as I've said in earlier, I think our first podcast, when you look at the record of the East, yes, it gets beaten up through the through the season versus the West. Yeah. The Eastern teams are... They're keeping are, their powder dry. They're, they're never as bad as they look on their record yeah. sheets. I think they are, uh, like Ottawa this year, like Toronto, they lost a lot of close games to Western teams. They're, yeah. They are much better teams than what people give them credit for. And two years in a row, it's been proven. So Are, are the Western teams peaking too early? Is it like too Yeah, rough it could a... be. Well, so both years, it's been Calgary. And both years, Calgary was dominant through the regular season. Yeah. Uh, buys through to the East, to the Western final, sorry. And, um, yeah, maybe just too much confidence. You know, not paying enough respect to your yeah. opponent. And on a night where the weather was so bad, as soon as I saw the weather there, that's a neutralizer. Like, that basically... A, that is going to favor Toronto because it's going to take, it's going to take yeah. a lot of the high flying it's threats. Leveler. It's a yeah. leveler for sure. And it was a leveler for sure. Yeah. Uh, still Calgary managed to move the ball pretty well. It's just in instances when they needed uh, the break, they made bad decisions. They lost the game. Toronto didn't yeah. win it. Yeah. That's not as much fun as, uh, well, like but I it say, sounds like, but a, it was exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it came down to a last second play. I guess blah, in blah, retrospect, blah. when you, it was entertaining. It, yeah. it was fun. I had a great night. I, I attended with some great people. We had a good time. Uh, great atmosphere. Loved it. 
Yeah, next year, Grey Cup in Edmonton. Edmonton? Edmonton, if you're in the Edmonton area or yeah. you can attend it, attend the Grey Cup. It's a great football game. Had a lot of fun with it. All right, so that's the Grey Cup. Um, so this is going to be our last episode of uh, Brad and Ned at the 55. But uh, fear not, gentle listeners, because there'll be plenty more Brad and Ned next week and the weeks following. It just won't be about the, the CFL. Um, we haven't come up with a name for the, the next no, one. I, I'm still going with Brad and Ned listen to music. Basically, <laughs> the idea is um, we're going we're gonna to pick our top five favorite albums and discuss them over the course of five shows. Yeah, album, yeah, five, yeah, five, yeah, five one shows. album yeah. each, yeah. But um, because this is the last Brad and Ned at the 55, I thought we were going to do some sort of like, I don't know, house cleaning, some summing up of the season. And yeah. some of the some of the CFL in the larger political, cultural context, because I know there's things you want to talk about. And there's a couple of well, at least one thing that I want to talk about. So why don't you? Yeah, I off? think I'll jump off because I think it feeds better into your side because we yeah. have a CFL good. and yes. We have a CFL bad. Yeah. So this was an interesting year for sports, I think, uh, in North America as you sort of had a crossover of sports in, in the political realm, you know, and sports yeah. as a means of protest. So obviously I'm thinking of Colin Kaepernick and the NFL and the um, protests during the national anthem, which garnered way more. Uh, well, no, it garnered a lot of press as it, as it should have. Yeah. And, uh, but it garnered like it garnered some, more than just press, right? Yeah. It garnered the attention. Well, of the and I think, and, I think it um, is, is definitely a product yeah. of the present, regime yes of the present administration that it garnered the attention it got but so you, you but you also saw leagues and how they responded yeah. to this incident and the engagement of the white house i thought was very interesting based on the demographics of that sport and who watches well yeah because i mean it was it was pittsburgh penguins going to the, the white, white house, house and that and got well, well, you know, in comparison poor to... Poor Sidney Crosby in trouble. And, well, this is yeah. it. So let's talk about the other side of that. The Golden State Warriors, uh, NBA champions last year. Uh, uh, Steph Curry, one of their uh, guards, uh, one of the top NBA players. And not saying anything more than, like, I would rather not attend the White House. Really quite... Yeah. as. That was about as aggressive as it yes, got. Yes, but mind the, you, with it, again the president administration, yeah. you don't need doesn't but, but, take much. But Trump to set came them back off. with like, a, oh, he's like, you know, you're not even invited down. anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't want you to I didn't come. Want anyway. you to come anyways. Yeah, yeah very, yeah. very mature. Um, yeah. I think I think also LeBron had a good tweet about him. He, I can't remember what it was, but did I actually, it yeah, funny. it was pretty vicious. So, but you had the entire NBA, and um, but you had the NBA sort of uh, not wanting to weigh into this too aggressively, like the idea of. You know, like basically saying, well, whoever wants to go to the White House can go to the White House yeah. if they want to. And if they don't have to, they don't have to. NHL, you had <laughs> yeah. the response. Not yeah, what just, was actually what was the league's response, or did they just did so Gary the, Batman just keep his head down? Well, and, uh, yeah, classic Gary Batman. Yeah, hide um, under his desk. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot uh, of of movement. By I think there was more. What you saw by NHL players was sort of the scripted response of, of yeah. NHL players. Yes, more so than you see from NBA players. And the NHL players, it's very like, oh, yeah, you know, just 110%. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Blah, 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 yeah. Just going to play yards, the game and play uh, the game, yeah, blah, blah, blah. One period of time. And so you had, you know, Sidney Crosby saying, yeah, I look forward to attending the White House. Yes. Because he's been probably coached to say yeah. that, you know. And you had, um, uh, what's his name from the Maple Leafs, the new, the new American, who's uh, Austin Matthews, saying how, you know, who is an American, uh, but, you know, from a 
upper class, you know, uh, white family yeah. saying how, you know, like, oh, yeah, like you have to go to the White House because it's so important and blah, blah, blah. Like a completely different take, which has to be emblematic of who and what they are. Yes. You know, you know, no poor inner city, uh, you know, black or, or urban kids are using hockey as yeah. a way to get but, out. But, you know, as we as we leap to the, to the NFL and their yes. response, those two sports don't have this pan or all American claim on the entirety of <sighs> well, the United yeah. States so that, that the adds, NFL does. That adds you know? the extra fuel. So those are just the sort of demographic dynamics yeah, yeah. and which i will get to in a bit which has an interesting cfl link you're right you know so anyway so yeah so you have different sort of responses from nba players who as black athletes have this a different reality yeah than i think most you know canadian uh, caucasian uh canadian or american athletes where they don't maybe see the issue that Kaepernick exactly. was was dealing with if not even Kaepernick at least the responses from the white house which were uh which were odd, you know, and not... Well, yes, more than odd. odd. Yes, we'll they were there. They, they, okay. I don't need the attention to the podcast of yeah. the Trump administration. So oh we'll just God. call them... Oh, no, I, I want it. <laughs> Bring Actually, it on. Do Bring it, it on. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's, that's some easy Maybe we'll get more right than seven listeners. <laughs> so... We've got seven listeners? Uh, I think we're up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We I, are. Well, seven people I've told. Holy cow. I and never they managed thought, to I never, And my mother said I'd never amount to anything. So let's look at football then. She's not one of our listeners. She's not? Not yet. Oh, she should be. Yeah. So, again, let's talk about the NFL. You're right. I mean, what are the sort of emblems of the NFL uh, in America? Like, the military. Yeah, absolutely. Is so, so huge. Uh, this whole sense of patriotism. But not, like, this. the more fun, I don't want to call it banal, but the, you know, the lighter aspects of, of patriotism. It's the nationalistic, militaristic yeah. aspects yeah. Of, of patriotism. It permeates the NFL. Best quote about American football, and I don't know who said it, and I'm probably not getting it right. It combines the two worst aspects of American life, committee work and violence. <laughs> so true, my yeah. friend. So true. So, again, so that's like adding fuel onto this. Well, let's look at the NF the CFL by comparator. Yeah. Now, this was an interesting year for the CFL. Their motto was, diversity is our strength was their motto and that is that is an artfully chosen now was this yeah. was this selected before that well it wouldn't have been selected before kaepernick but was it selected before trump's response to kaepernick because kaepernick had been doing this for yeah, quite so he, some time yeah, so his protest sort of before, a, as a lonely yeah figure. so it was the and, so how it came about i mean i mean i'm not in the inner workings of cfl uh marketing but yeah. again a marketing strategy you have to make ads you have to make t-shirts you have to make things like this yeah. so obviously there was a lot leading into the 2017 were there season. many diversity is our strength t-shirts did you see many at the, uh, uh, i did see a few oh really yeah I, but that you, was a, you like see a yeah, joke, yeah. Joke, but, uh, apparently. in all honesty you see them mainly on the sidelines because yes. all the coaches were wearing them oh, okay yeah. but and there was a great ad i don't know if we can maybe uh i'll, I'll try to bring we'll up cut the, the ad in yeah uh where they you know reference great names of cfl players past like we're we're, yeah. we're a league of Quan, like Normie Quan, yeah, Norm the Quan, Clipper. Yes. Uh, we're a league of Quans. We're a league of uh, Moscas. We're a league of O'Shea's. We're a league like all the. And that's true because there was in that in the book I referenced 
two episodes back, or maybe the last episode, yeah. about... It was like a 1952 Edmonton Eskimos team, and yeah. the coach was describing the diversity on... And it was actually remarkable to see, in Edmonton of all places, yeah. in 1952 of all years... Yeah. Well, not of all years, but, you know, in that era... An Asian running back, a Chinese-Canadian yeah, running and, back. Yeah, and, but there was, yeah. like, you know, obviously, you know, your usual suspects, you know, Polish and Italian, but sure. also yeah. African-American, yeah, Native which American. Yeah, was not common. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, African-Americans in quarterback positions... Yeah. There were in, in through the sixties and fifties they couldn't play quarterback in the in the NFL or they weren't it was seemed like well you couldn't you know a black yeah. man couldn't couldn't possibly play quarterback whereas in the CFL no there that sort of uh, that sort of uh, ridiculousness wasn't wasn't in there so anyway so you have this this program for the season for the league and the CFL diversity is our strength I attended a game this season uh, for the Red Blacks during Gay Pride weekend. And it opened with the gay pride flag out at center field. Uh, and it, uh, there was uh, a salute to the gay pride Ottawa organizer. Yeah. Uh, you would never see that in an NFL no. game. No, I don't think you would. You would never see that. In a, and yeah. I'm not saying that, like, because I think the fan, I think the furthest they go is the breast cancer awareness, the pink. The pink. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that everyone bit into this like oh hey gay pride weekend great yeah. i mean i'll be the cynical voice at the end of this yeah yeah. O- yeah exactly like overwhelmingly fan attendance is middle-aged white people like overwhelmingly but at but this is an effort by the league and i appreciate this effort in in the era because i mean paul obviously we've seen politics and sports are going to cross over and if they're going to do it they might as well do it in a positive way i like what the cfl did this year with that program or with that campaign uh, I, did it I, have any tangible? I mean, I don't know what, what the metrics so, would be on this. But listen, there, I don't. Did know you what think it, there was any tangible? Uh, I don't know, but I think what they were trying to do, because again, the CFL isn't the NFL. It can't afford a single mistake, and in fact, it needs to start marketing to a broader fan base. Okay, yeah. you just can't rely on forty-five-year-old white guys. So to this is the games. one thing I did notice about about the, the fans that I did see wandering around yeah. Ottawa because they came in early. Like they yeah, middle-aged. Yeah, they were white. they were not a healthy-looking bunch. <laughs> No, no, probably not. No. They were they were so, a lot of uh, yes, a and, lot of and I man and you, wife combos in matching you know leather yeah, jackets. Yeah, um, it's like they're straight off of bus to Branson, Missouri. They they were. Yeah, I yeah. bet they they yes. Yeah. So you're right. Side note: My older stranger child made a Yakov Smirnov oh, joke the other day. Speaking of Branson, how does he know who? Yakov, I don't amazing. think he does know who Yakov Smirnov that's is, but fabulous. he made he made this joke about like. In America, fat kid chases the ice cream truck. In Soviet <laughs> Russia, the ice cream truck chases Jesus. the fat kid. Wow! I'm like, where did How that? Come? He's like twelve. He's twelve. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so, so anyway, so you had this this program, this you know, ad campaign. I think it was there. Uh, you know, nothing is done in in pure isolation or for altruistic yeah. reasons. I think the CFL recognizes we need to expand our fan base. Yeah. We need, you know, we need diversity actually in the stands not just on the field playing i think you could look at the toronto raptors as an example of that so when the toronto raptors were formed as an nba team in the early 90s yeah, yeah. Um, they immediately went out to ethnically diverse neighborhoods in toronto because the toronto maple leafs have their market sewn up okay yeah. and the raptors need to compete with that well i think during I think the same by the same are they not? They are now. They are yeah, now. But, but they weren't. But the they weren't. No, that's true. And okay. so they're competing directly in the same season space 
with yeah. the Maple Leafs. So you have to go find fans somewhere else. Yeah. You go, and that was successful. You go to a Raptors game now, man, it's like the United Nations. It is wonderful. There is, it, yeah, like there, there's turbans, there's, uh, there's uh, different races, different groups. It's fabulous to watch. It was, and high, it was highly successful. I, th- I don't know if the CFL was intentionally trying to do that, but I think that maybe their motivation. In yeah. The end is we need to expand our fan base beyond because the normal people or the normal the normal CFL fan is going to still be a fan. They need to expand this league more, and and a campaign like that this year I think will do it. I like the message. So uh, no, I, I I love the program. I I hope they I hope that we can cut in. Uh, we've had some technical difficulty. Hopefully we yeah. can cut in the ad. Uh, that you'll we'll yeah yeah find. let me let me dig that up and uh, figure and out how to so pass. in a year where we've seen you know so much division in the United States uh, around sports and politics it's nice to see in Canada the CFL making an effort uh, you know both through their their national campaign and in individual games to sort of bridge divides and and be more inclusive so that was our tip of the hat to the to steal from uh, I think it was was it a Colbert thing tip yes. of the hat wag of the finger wag of the finger yeah yes, so yes. so chapeau to the uh, to the CFL for that for their for their diversity the wag of the finger yes however is another of the uh, the hot button issues on the NFL that has also been translated to the CFL and that is concussions CTE which I'm not even going to try to pronounce traumatic encephalopathy there you go <laughs> CTE I probably screwed that up but there it is and and the impact it's it's had on the players. So so I've been I've been looking into this uh, sort of taking a cursory look. I think I think it deserves a, a deeper dive on this show. But in my cursory look, I discovered that uh, actually, in particular, the the Hamilton Spectator, but but okay. there are quite a few uh, news outlets there have actually done quite a quite a deep dive into um, CTE and the the impact of concussions on CFL players. The results of their study seem to be to be uh, fairly conclusive that you know that all the hits to the head have have taken a yeah. toll on people. The CFL, unfortunately, as a league, as a league, has consistently through I think three commissioners now because they've well, got a, two. I think the last two, two yeah. but the last two. Okay, so yeah. they've got the new have guy. Said, I've forgotten his name. Begins with an A. Yeah, and the one before, and, and the guy before. I think I began with a B. Our research so, yeah. department isn't flashed up today. Yeah, uh, yeah, have, have have routinely said no. Have said no, and they've said yes. The CFL, because the CFL has acknowledged the link between between you know playing in the NFL, concussions and CTE, but not in the CFL. But not the despite CFL. being an almost identical sport, despite being an almost <laughs> identical sport, and 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 the the statements they're saying seem to be yeah no we're going to have to have our own people look into it, and I'm pretty sure the CFL doesn't really have people. Well, I don't think are, they have anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're shoestring operation. Yeah. So I think there's a. I think there's a because so as you probably realize or found it there is uh, class action litigation. Yeah. So there's there's two there's two actions going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a larger I think it's a two hundred million class action right. lawsuit. And then there's one guy uh, again names slipping me uh, somebody Bruce somebody Bruce I think so um, who had an action that uh, was dismissed first at the BC Supreme Court and then the BC. Court of Court Appeal, of but now they're saying, or their lawyer at the time was saying they're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Right. That may just be what lawyers say after they but lose they twice in a row. Yeah, at the appellate um, level. Yeah. But either way, there, there certainly is that that two hundred million dollar class action suit out there. So I don't know if this is if this is like a, a genuine reflection of what the thinking is within the league, um, or if they're saying this for for litigation purposes. But I mean, it would be a real shame 
if they're you know if they're they're going to continue they're going to do such good work on the diversity side or at least yeah make the right statements yeah. on the diversity issue and ignore while, this and well not just ignore but, but to I mean, deny, deny deny I mean, right yeah. like I mean that's the thing like it's it would be okay if they just sort of hummed and hawed and sort of you know acted kind of quaint yeah because they're the CFL yeah we can and get I mean, away with it yeah and the and the CFL kind of gets a pass because. Yeah. They're, they are a shoestring operation, and they're cute, and they they date back to uh, you know the the earliest times of Canadian history. So yeah. so people want to want to support them for those reasons. But when they come out and say, you know, we don't think there's a link, and in fact, what they actually say is, we don't think there's any conclusive evidence showing a link between yeah, you know it's football and CT is is entirely yeah. disingenuous. Yeah. So I, I I can't I can't go any deeper into it than that. But I think I think we do need to you know. Well, I don't want to end on a sour note, no. but I do. I do think you know we should temper your enthusiasm for uh, for the CFL's newfound wokeness yes. with with a bit of skepticism. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and let's not forget as well, uh, if we can end on an even more negative note, despite uh, having you know this new approach to um, uh, you know diversity, there is still a team in the league. Yes. That was an issue that we, yes, we yeah. also wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah, which concerns me. I don't yeah. like the name of, of the Edmonton squad. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, that's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's no defense going forward. So, no, yeah. no, on that, I mean, because there's Edmonton and then obviously Washington is sort of the analog in, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. And there seemed to be sort of two years ago... A real buildup. It looked like it was coming to a head. The pushback against the Washington. Yeah, and it that just seems to have gone nowhere. Yeah, it has. Because I mean, the NFL is unbelievably powerful, and I think yeah. the. Uh, I mean, I'm no expert in Aboriginal uh, First Nations affairs in the United States, yeah. but I don't think they are as a, a very as powerful. Uh, or influential a group in terms of the population base, yeah. as they can be in as that uh, or you know AFC or AFC sorry FN um, some of the First yeah. Nations groups in Canada can be and far more effective politically. Now, have they been pushing on the on the Edmonton issue? You know, because I haven't it, heard anything about it, but I, I haven't have, really been looking. I have, but you have to look. Yeah. Uh, which does surprise me because it seems like an easy fix, and it seems like it would go a long way in the league as we go to kind of. At the same time, we've tipped our hat, waved our finger. We're going to keep waving our finger at the league because you're right. As as they have this program, you have this team called Eskimos. Um, you, I mean, there's more the league could do. Uh, that 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 is a that would be a great uh, you know olive branch to extend yeah. to really set that our league apart from the American yeah. League, and I mean and and get those people in to watch this. What is at the end, like we'll say, a great league and a great sport. Yeah. So I think this is something when, as the next season approaches and as we get better at doing this and remember <laughs> to do the research before the episode, yeah. uh, I think that's something that we should we should revisit like yeah, in, in preparation for the next yeah, season and, yeah. uh, you know, um, follow through on some of the, the, the bluster. The final thing I want to point out, Please. some of the research, I just, I ordered this on Amazon a while ago. Canadian Football League. Oh, this is great. So, new rule of mine, I am only reading self-published books from now on. Are they because, that good? Because, quite frankly, if you need, you know, an editor and a distributor <laughs> and, you know, a graphic designer, yeah. rather than doing it all yourself, I don't want to hear from you. I want I want the, the total package. So, yeah, so this is what I just received uh, from Amazon. The Canadian Football League, the Phoenix of Professional Sports Leagues. So, this apparently is some guy's... Oh, sorry, it's by, um, who's it by? 
Steve O'Brien. So this is Mr. O'Brien's, I think it was withdrawn as his PhD thesis oh, from really? 2005. Some university in the States, he doesn't specify which one. Okay. And, and it certainly reads like a PhD thesis, which is awesome for me. So it's, <laughs> it's a history of the league, but it really is focusing on those dark years in the early 90s. Right, where it was struggling and then And then the, the yeah. U.S. expansion and then its Failure rebound and from rebound that. Afterwards. So. So it's it's less about the sport and more about you know the uh, the economic social sure. business history sure. of the league. So again, once once the next season approaches, I'm going to be cracking out um, the Canadian Football Mr. League, O'Brien the Phoenix of professional <laughs> sports league. <laughs> I love and, the graphic on oh, the cover. Yeah, again, I got to hold it up to the microphone so all the all the listeners at home can <laughs> see it. You can probably it's push a, that into the yeah, uh, into the web It's, it's really sure. a spectacular piece of um, photoshopping. So anyway, think, so that's the happy note. So this is uh, it for uh, Brad and Ned at the 55. Episode 4. Episode 4. Can you believe we made it this far? No, I can't. No, no I should I thought we would crash and burn on our well, first. Well, <laughs> we, we, we have had some technical issues on this one, so fingers crossed. Hopefully this actually this goes out there. Air. So as you said earlier, we're going to have, uh, so bradandned.ca, visit bradandned.ca. Yep. There's going to be a new podcast starting next week. We don't know what it's going to be called, but we do know it's going to be about... The well, next week's episode is going to be one of my top five albums and one of Brad's top five albums exactly. discussed in excruciating detail. Yes, yes, you have to stay tuned. However, Brad and Ned the Fifty Five will be back next season. Yep, uh, with the CFL with more of my ignorance about the CFL, <laughs> more of my humming and hawing. Yes, uh, anyone who tuned in this year or these God four podcasts, you. good on you. God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> have a good night. Good night. We are a league as diverse as a country. A league of Jacksons and Quangs, Elaminians and Messons, Moscas, Custises, Sinopolis, Shigares and Burrises. A league of Reeds, Rices, O'Shea's and Awusuwansas. A league where what makes each of us different makes all of us stronger.